Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Dianne Feinstein has been a U.S. Senator from California for three decades. And before that, she was already a powerful figure in San Francisco politics, including serving as mayor. So the announcement that Feinstein is retiring from office at the end of her current Senate term really does mark the end of an era in California politics and governance. KQED politics editor Scott Schaefer has this look at Feinstein's political life and legacy. Early in her career, Dianne Feinstein thought about quitting politics, but her dramatic announcement in 1978 changed everything. Both Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk have been shot and killed. Feinstein became mayor and served for nearly a decade, governing from the center and steering the city through crises, including the AIDS epidemic, which the Reagan administration pretty much ignored. Paul Volberding was a young AIDS doctor in the mid-80s. He often briefed the mayor on what was needed. I don't recall any moment in the early epidemic when I was told, no, we can't do that because we don't have the resources. And that really goes to her leadership and a great credit to her. In 1990, Feinstein fell short in a run for governor. But two years later, she got elected to the U.S. Senate, becoming the first woman to serve on the Judiciary Committee. After a panel of all-white men questioned Anita Hill's allegation that Clarence Thomas sexually harassed her. Feinstein became known as a workhorse, a senator who did the heavy lifting on substantive issues. Former Senator Barbara Boxer recalls that in 1994, Feinstein helped lead the charge to pass an assault weapons ban. Against all odds, she found the 60 votes to defeat a Republican filibuster. We never gave up, and she was, you know, the force behind it, without doubt. It was one of her biggest accomplishments. But getting the 60 votes required adding a sunset clause. So the law expired after 10 years and hasn't been renewed. In those early years, Boxer recalls how tough it was to get federal funding for California. When Diane and I came into the Senate, there was an expression, ABC, anybody but California. The colleagues thought that we were the the golden state in the sense that we had no problems, right? They said, Oh, you've got the entertainment industry, you've got the tech industry, you've got all the defense bases, etc. 
A pragmatic, no-nonsense Democrat, Senator Feinstein often worked across the aisle, winning support for her causes and co-sponsoring bills with Republican senators. In 2014, as the ranking Democrat on the Senate Intelligence Committee, she shepherded through a comprehensive investigation into torture of prisoners by the CIA after 9-11. Releasing this report is an important step to restore our values and show the world that we are, in fact, a just and lawful society. Tom Blanton, who heads the National Security Archive at George Washington University, says the investigation under Feinstein's direction held the intelligence community accountable. I think the Senate torture report was probably the high point of Senator Feinstein's entire Senate career. Feinstein also racked up an impressive array of environmental wins, like sponsoring the California Desert Protection Act, which preserved the Mojave Desert and Joshua Tree National Park. Feinstein was seen by some on the left as too conservative, supporting the death penalty and resisting an end to the Senate filibuster. But Democratic consultant Deb Meslow says Feinstein's bipartisanship will stand the test of time. You know, I think at the end of the day, she's a pragmatist. And maybe she seemed too moderate, you know, for some people's taste. But I think that she always has been about getting things done. Many Democrats wanted Feinstein to retire in 2018, but as she said in a C-SPAN interview years earlier, she was driven to public service. You have to be a little bit like the phoenix. You have to come back from your losses. You have to rise from your own ashes. And you have to really care that the government serves the people. And I really believe that to my depth. Pundits may say Feinstein stayed too long in the Senate or was too moderate for her party. But history will likely remember her as a groundbreaker who took political risks to get big things done. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer in San Francisco. In a statement from her office, Feinstein says she'll spend the remainder of her term continuing to work on the response to wildfires and drought, improving access to health care, and fighting gun violence. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. A package of bills is being introduced in the state legislature to cut down on hidden fees charged by businesses, but not disclosed up front to their customers. The legislation doesn't prevent businesses from charging the fees, but it would require them to share the full cost information to consumers from the beginning of the shopping process. But once that happens, Bay Area State Senator Nancy Skinner expects the charging fees process to change. Our intent, of course, is that will help in either lowering them or eliminating them because then the businesses to be competitive 
having to show their full hands in what they are doing will start to find that consumers will be very picky. One of the bills specifically addresses companies like Ticketmaster. Another regulates the practice of hotels adding mandatory resort fees. A new study out of Stanford University finds that enrollment in California public schools fell by 270,000 students during the first three years of the COVID-19 pandemic. The California Report's Amanda Stupai tells us where the students went. Families opting for private schools or homeschooling explains some of the decrease. So does a decline in California's school-age population, says Thomas D., a professor at Stanford and author of the report. We saw the enrollment declines were highly concentrated among younger kids in kindergarten and also in pre-K. And that the decision, the difficult decision many school districts made early in the pandemic to go remote contributed to that public school exodus. But about 150,000 students are unaccounted for, says D. It's likely that some parents simply forgot to tell the state that they were homeschooling their kids. But it's also likely that a lot of kids are truant and that many parents are foregoing kindergarten, which is not mandatory in California. Dee says students missed out on critical learning time and it's important to act early and assess often to mitigate any fallout. For The California Report, I'm Amanda Stupai. And that is this edition of the California Report for Wednesday, February 15th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great morning. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better. On the web at schmidtfutures.com. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.